play something for uh, Hanging With My Bud. Now play something for Hippie Not Hippie. Cool. All right. Now just <laughs> now just get noodly with it for a minute. All right, you're closing your eyes. You're closing your eyes, and I'm gonna think about you. Why I jerk off, and I want you to think about me. Thinking about when, me when jerking you, off when you jerk off and <laughs> and here this is the frequency. <laughs> that we need to jerk to. <laughs> the sacred ohm jerk. Did you did you do I, a reiki jerk with the wife? I, I didn't. You know what happened when I when I got back uh, and I was like, "Hey, Zach had an idea after the podcast," and she's like, "What's that?" She was so excited. Oh yeah, yeah. She was like, she's like, yeah. What is it? And I was like, uh, it it involves reiki, and she goes. Really? He doesn't seem like he'd be into that. I'm like, hold on, there's more. <laughs> and she's like, so what is it? And I was like, uh, he wants he wants us to, uh, well, me, he wants me to do some Reiki jerking and then uh, report back at the podcast. And she was just like, that's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> she was, I felt bad. She was so excited. And I like, there's that moment where you're leading someone on and you're like, maybe I should just tell him now, like. Just the sparks in her eyes where she's like, they're inviting me onto this podcast. And then she's like, ah, I'm just a tool for this weird. Oh, she thought she thought she was gonna be a guest. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. She thought maybe she was gonna be on it. Well, Marcy, if you want to be on the podcast, you gotta you gotta start doing the Reiki jerk. Reiki you jerk. know, because if you did the Reiki jerk, then we could call you on the phone right now and be like, oh, Hey Marciana, yeah. what's your side of the Reiki jerk? You so, know what I might have her do, what would be interesting is to see if she would be interested in doing Reiki while we record and then figure out if we feel anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'd be down for I that. I just wonder if at any point she's going to be like, you know, I'm not your pawn for your stupid I'll, games. I'll jerk during the podcast. Oh, I didn't <laughs> Yeah, not Reiki jerking. We're going to have to get a uh, cover. We're going to have to get like a sneeze guard for the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can control my... Whatever, man, we're off track. Here. Yeah, how's how's your week going, AJ? Dude, it, it's been um, I've had a good week since the last time we talked. It's it's been pretty good. I've had uh one minor freak out, but uh, yeah, it's been very interesting. Yeah, one minor freak out. What was AJ's spiral of the week? Oh God, it's really it was more of a growth actually than anything else. Like I had a spiral over a Nalgene bottle that I lost. I've had it for three years, yeah. and I couldn't find it. And, um, God, I did this whole thing where I was like, I mean, it's not that important. It's not that it's a water bottle, right? Yeah. People lose water bottles all the time. People at work were going three years is a good lifespan. Like I lost a child or a pet, right? Yeah. Uh, also, sorry. I feel after a few years, they start to smell weird. The Nalgene's after yeah, a few days. Like the water, like after a few years, especially like Megan has one where like, if I'm thirsty and she has water, I won't drink out of it because <laughs> like, it's just, I'm grossed out by it. It's, it's like, has she washed it? I mean, I'm not putting her on the bed on, 
You know, that's that might be it too. I don't know how often she washes the thing. It's very rare that I ever see it in the sink. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I am afraid. You got it. You do have to wash them every now and again. It's funny. Uh, a lot of outdoor people, Marciana brought up how frequently we wash our Nalgene's, and one guy just went, "What? Yeah, I <laughs> so think you got to clean them. Otherwise, it just tastes like backwash." Yeah, you know, I I don't really like the reusable water things. I have one that is metal, and I like that because I feel like I can sterilize it. But I feel like plastic absorbs stuff. I think they're... Oh, I probably shouldn't be diving this far in. I think they're hygienic. They're nalgenic. They're nalgenic. <laughs> but yeah, so I lost this thing, and no matter how much anyone was like, three years is a good... I can't believe you've had it that long. Like I've gone through so many and I was like, okay, so people are reassuring me that it's fine. Yeah. And I'm going, it's probably okay. Like I should grow up, like just buy another one. It's not going to cost that much. So I bought another one and I was yeah. like, it's okay. But I couldn't get it out of the back of my fucking head. Like the whole day I'm going, this water bottle is not that important. It's a water bottle. And then I'm just sitting there going, I, yeah, but maybe that's why, maybe that's why you I'm not. You left it here last time. That's what, well. And it was so gross. <laughs> oh, no. That I threw it away. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, it's not the end of the world for most. So now you know, though. I do. Now you know. If only I wasn't lying. I know because I found it. That's the, that's the, <laughs> if I, if I hadn't have found it, you'd have seen me really itching a little bit. Cause I'd be like, oh, I might've, I very well could. To be honest. Where was it? It was in the kitchen at work. It had sat there for two days. So somebody rinsed it out or cleaned it and then put it with the other Nalgene's. I didn't notice it. Uh, but I did. That start, seems like a real REI problem. Yeah. You know, where they're like, oh, fuck. A uh, water bottle. My Nalgene got mixed up with all the other Nalgenes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a real tough P -O -N, week. P.O.N. Prisoner of Nalgene. Well, cool. It's good to hear about yeah. your how, your tough problems that yeah. you went through this week. I did. I will say this. I did have a problem where I was there. We have a lot of transients near where I'm living. And they've kind of become problematic with their flippity flop at like 4 a.m. on whatever drug they're doing. And uh, I did go through a spiral where I was like, I probably left that on my on my car when I was staring at one Honestly, of them. you immediately started to blame the homeless. I definitely, I, I, I know that's terrible. You're better than that, AJ. I know, but I <laughs> definitely was like, they took it. And I tried to be like, well, they got it. At least they're, they're drinking clean water or something like that. But uh, nope, it just... Uh, just uh, just left it like a dum dum. Yeah, I think. But that was a good spiral. Like it went up, and I was fighting it the whole time. But I am mesmerized every time that, it, like, no matter how much someone goes, it's not that big of a deal. When I lose something, still in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, but you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, you lost a water bottle this what did, week, and what did you I, lose? I lost a a 17 year old dog. Oh, uh, yeah, that's comparable. Yeah, that is comparable. <laughs> I mean, they both hold water. Yeah, they do. She held a lot of water at the end. She yeah. drank a lot of water. I, yeah. uh, How have you been? I, I don't mean to joke too much about it. I know it's, no, it's, I know it's uh, tough to lose a dog. Yeah, it sucks. But, uh, you know, jokes are fun about yeah. it. Like, one of my favorite things about it was that after the moment after I walked out, from them killing my dog. Oh, so you? She had to be put down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was. She too. She didn't just go. She's. Too oh, tough I didn't for know that. that. No. Uh. Uh. 
She walked out and took a shit right before I took her to the vet. She could hardly walk and walked out and just took one last huge shit <laughs> and then took a step and fell over and was like, I think that's all I have yeah, left in me. That's what I got. And then, yeah. I like the idea of her being so tough, like that cowboy sense of like, I know I'm going down, but uh, you're going to feel bad if you clean this up. Well, as she was dying, she didn't shit or piss in the house. She managed to get up under her willpower and barely, I had to help and her get up. up, but she could make it out and go to the bathroom and make it in. And I, it was amazing the last like day or whatever. But uh, yeah, I did think I know where that shit is in the yard. And I kind of want to just, I have like a glass bowl back there. It, like, you know, I'm like, what kind of memorial would the dog really want? And part of me just wants to set, like, the glass bowl over her final shit. As and it slowly it, turns white? Yeah, and just, and have, and just like, you know, Daisy's last shit. <laughs> Leave it as a, as a monument, you yeah. know, but... Uh, you start, I, a, start her own Facebook page, Daisy's last shit, and then you monitor every day how it's changing. <laughs> oh, man, it's changed a lot. I, oh, yeah, but... uh. Yeah, that's that's you know when I miss her, that's what I go. I'm like, oh, there it is, her last, the last, the her last, last uh, her last hurrah. But uh, that's no, that's crazy. what she, she would have really wanted. She, she loved was... shitting places, you know. And uh, <laughs> if she had to pick one favorite thing, it was chasing squirrels and shitting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, man, and the squirrels are really running free out there today. They're like, ah, we know that she's dead. Uh, <laughs> Shrek's really... just not not going after him the same way. Yeah, he thinks they're cats. I think I I don't know what's going on with Shrek. He's a he's a weird dog. But yeah. no, I they they kill my dog and then uh, I walk out of the room and the first thing I see is a sign that says, "Did you have an amazing experience oh my God. today?" <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Google and give us five stars. Okay. Oh my God. It's, I mean, I know what the business is doing, but given the situation, it seems so heartless. Oh God. So I, <laughs> you know, I'm a local guide. So I got on and was like five stars. You know, I brought my dog in alive for them to kill her. And when I left, she was so fucking dead <laughs> that I told him to burn the corpse. Oh, you man. know, so. Imagine if that's what uh, what happened, like with your grandparents or like people when they pass. Like you went to a funeral, like after the funeral and stuff, you leave and there's that sign. Here's a QR code. Leave us a review. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, here's the thing for me is I think I give way less of a fuck about people dying than dogs. Yeah, as as that is like, oh, this fucked me up. But uh, well, that's the yeah. thing. I I read this thing a long time ago because I lost uh, Edith at the beginning of the year and we all lived together for a while and uh, that was pretty tough on me. Yeah. But I was unaware because I had, and I know we talked about this before, but I had um, like farm animals. I didn't yeah. attach myself. So when we ended up getting Edith, like she was a Karen Terrier and with wiry rat hair. And I remember picking her up and the joke was, well, I'm going to go ahead and adopt this dog because no one's going to adopt a Nutria yeah. <laughs> that you're passing off for a dog. No one wants a rat, you know, because she looked like Shredder and she had Jardia. And, but you attach them to your life and they, the love that they give you, regardless of however pissed off you've ever been, is always unconditional. Yeah. And everyone told me, they're like, oh, when you lose that dog, it's going to change you. And I was like, I've lost dogs. I've lost lizards. Yeah. 
You know, Daisy was my first dog that I was solely responsible for. And man, so much better at taking care of dogs than my parents. Yeah? (laughs) God, you know, I'd be six. I'd be like playing, you know. It's not my responsibility to make sure the dog isn't getting hit by cars on the road. And then they come in, they're like, oh, the dog, the dog's going to die. You want to go, you know. And that happened like three times. I had three dogs get hit by cars. Oh. You would think that they would get better at stopping the dogs. But I mean, it was, it it was the... kind of the kind of place, though, where it's out of the city, where sometimes, you know, the dog, you just let the dog run, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't fucking know. Dogs like, also get tunnel vision when they see squirrels or something like that, and they do not pay attention to. Also, sometimes they just get spooked and they're running. Yeah. Well, this is a fun second episode. Yeah. What hey. If... First fifteen minutes, we had some wang dang, some some uh, some horn action. Yeah. Well, then it was hard though, you know, because then I come home and the first thing Megan does is goes and sits next to her living dog. <laughs> like, look at me petting my living dog. Shrek, Shrek just looks up at you with those doe eyes and goes, "Missing anything?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and he's not sad at all. No, he's just like. He's, Who's number one now? Yeah. I'm number one. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, you mean the dog that would bully me out of my food <laughs> regularly? The dog that wouldn't eat her food so she could come over and take mine? He's like, so much bigger than she was. Yeah, but, dude, she was a cold bitch. Man. Yeah. I would watch her. Her regular move was he would be just standing there like, you know, like, I'm a good boy. Yeah. You know? And she would just walk up and be like, bam, with her paw, like, just right in his face. Just like fucking bitch slap him right across the face. Like, what are you smiling about, fucking Shrek? <laughs> I remember she was like that with with uh, with Mater too. Oh yeah, with Jason's dog. I remember uh, she would just bully him around him, and Mater was was kind of a tank. Oh yeah, and I was like, why are you taking that? And he's like, ah, it's just the way it is. Yeah, no, she she does not take any shit really from any dogs. So yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, when I came home and I was like, you know. Your sister Daisy is dead. He was like, you mean the old lady with the knife? (laughs) The food hog? Yeah, like we would give them each a bone and like go outside for a while or go watch TV and come out in the living room and fucking Shrek would be just sitting there looking fucking (laughs) like the saddest dog in the world and Daisy would just have both bones. Oh, yeah. You know, and she couldn't even chew them. So what she would, her other move is she would just let Shrek chew the rawhide till it was softer and then steal it so she could finish him with her 17-year-old dog mouth. (laughs) I love the idea of like, she's just watching, but in her mind, she's like, you think I'm letting you have that, but I'm just letting you do the work, young guy. (laughs) Yeah. She's, uh, she was pretty cold to him. So I don't, I don't blame him, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. 17 years is a pretty good run. Yeah, that's a great run. Have you? So let pretty me ask good, you this. Pretty good, huh? Parents? Huh? <laughs> How many of our dogs made it past fucking like eight or nine? <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a slight moment in the back of my mind. I thought you were going, hey, parents, <laughs> how many of your kids make it to 17? I'm like, yeah. that seems ruthless. And then oh, you went, yeah. dogs. And I was like, yeah, that's acceptable. I like that. Yeah, I never even thought about that. How many of your, how many of your kids? <laughs> how many of your kids fucking did fentanyl in high school, huh? <laughs> No. Have you uh That's right. She was drug free her entire life. Oh, even through the old times. Yeah. Well, she was on Proin. I still have a lot of meat 
flavored proin? Do you have incontinence and no. like the flavor of liver? <laughs> no, our, I don't if, like either of those things. If any of our listeners have incontinence and like liver flavored pills, I have about seventy five of them. And we're sale. looking to move some product. Yeah, I'm looking to move those liver pills. We got to move those units. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Have you, I, I know it's really early on, but um, have you thought about replacements? No. Fuck no. <laughs> I hate I that like shit, that. dude. Dude, when people's dogs die and they have a new dog within, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, like, but even you guys moved pretty quick. Like, Well, it was a couple of months. I had a few months. Even but a we couple also months, knew... I'm like, she's not even fucking turned a bone in the ground yet. Yeah. But with Willie, it was, it really, we saw the pictures of him and it was like this, and they told us, they're like, this dog's not going to last. Like he's, he's really well behaved. He's super smart. And if. Oh, so you got him so that you got one you wouldn't have to take care of for too long. Yeah. That wasn't going to last. <laughs> <laughs> well, George was on his way out. And that was the other thing. Like we were both so busted up when we lost Jeebs that I was like, I, I can't watch this old guy just go. So. Yeah, no, I, so I get it. And I also understand that there's a shitload of dogs in the fucking systems, you know, they're, they're in the fucking funeral places or whatever the funeral places. Yeah. The funeral. The- Sorry. I have one trick mine <laughs> since my dog's death, but, uh, no, they're, they're in the shelters and stuff and they need homes and, and yeah, you should probably give them to them. But part of like where literally what I'm thinking after this dog is I'm like, man, Shrek, that's going to fucking kill me. But you know what yeah. I think I'm going to do? I'm just going to foster dogs. Because oh, that would be good. Because then if I need to go on the road, I can give it back. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm not fostering them right when they're ready to die. You know, that's a pretty, I mean, as long as you don't get, I guess if you get attached to it, you could still fully adopt it. But now you're being like a, a, a dog uncle. You get to be the guy that's like, man, yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool dog uncle. I want to have the same relationship with dogs that I have with children. Yeah. You know, that if From I want distance. to return them, <laughs> I can. And it's not, you know, a big deal. Yeah. So know? it's like uh, kids are like a, a purchase at Walmart. You're like, I'm going to use this and then realize that uh, eh, I could have saved yeah. the money. That's a life hack, by the way, for our listeners. If you ever need anything, Walmart's return policy is amazing. Yeah. You can buy it. <laughs> Return it. Best Buy's used to be pretty good. I bought... One time I bought the whole setup to put on a film festival from Best Buy and then returned it the next day. I was like, you know... What's wrong? Yeah, it just didn't fit. Yeah, it just wasn't the right... uh, Wasn't the right... $1,400 $1,400 setup yeah. or whatever. Sometimes so. I wonder if, if you like, gotta, you want to see some other stuff and I'm like, Nope. Like a, <laughs> like a cool, uh, a cool checkout person. And you're just like, you're like, what's wrong with it? And you're like, festival's over. I only needed it for the night. Yeah. I was, I was paying to rent this. I needed guns for a film one time, like a little <laughs> short that I was making just, you know, fake ones or whatever. Yeah. So we went to Walmart and bought, five air rifles the same kind of air rifle because we needed a firing line or whatever yeah we got five of them and then took them back like shit i think it took us a while i think we took them back like four months later and we were like hey you know these five identical air rifles (laughs) none of them none of them you know i pump they pump i pump you pump yeah no pump you know i don't know but uh yeah, steal from Walmart. I love the idea of them just going, did it not pump? 
And they're like, no, it pumped. Yeah. It I pumped mean, good. They're it like, do these fine. work? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're all fine. I just don't need them. I just yeah. didn't need these five air rifles. Yeah. I overbought. You know, I thought, you know, when when the pandemic hit that instead of, you know, humans that maybe some sort of small varmint was going to take <laughs> over. And I was really trying to stock up on my air rifle defenses. But, oh, man. so, man. You know, yeah, I've been dealing with some grief this week and whatnot. <clears throat> it's getting, getting better every day, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I was I went on the road, which was nice, but yeah, uh, how was that? Do you, do you well Did before you... we get into that, I want to ask you, like, say you know I'm a little sad, right? Do you think like a big old shot of ketamine <sighs> would fix me right up, man? So you you got yeah. ketamine therapy? I had my yes, I had my first uh, ketamine injection. Um, so so walk I so. Literally, so, the, I'm curious about how you're because I've done ketamine a ton, but never with a doctor. Okay, so uh, I in have, an office. So I've never done recreational ketamine. So I want to say that up front. Oh, and that was part of it. Like, I've I've done you want to substance. Well, I, I'm I've got more tomorrow. I got a dealer who's hooking me up weekly. No, <laughs> what a weird way. Yeah, like, no, it is fucking, it but, is kind of funny. So, um, yes, I'm, I, so I'm going in for the treatment for anxiety and depression, which <clears throat> at some point, maybe I'll just put these videos up on our, like we get a Patreon. I'll just do that. Uh, cause I, I document me going in, I document me going out. When I tell you the story, uh, Marciana was like, I thought about recording it. I wish I had that. So what I have to start working on is what my problems are. Like, what is it that's holding? But the first one was oh, really... I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one was when I went in, I was like, what am I going to deal with? And I realized that I have control issues, right? So I have issues with control. I was really nervous about doing this substance, and I wasn't really sure how it was going to affect me. Yeah, first... First session was at 9 a.m. Again, had never done the substance. Wasn't really sure what I'm into. So I'm freaking out a little bit. So you're up at what, six? Yeah, because I wanted to eat. Uh, What? When one is going to get an injection of ketamine, what what kind of meal? What was your like? You're like, you know what? I'm going to do a tranquilizer today with a therapist. What's a so, good What's a good base for that? uh, I had instant oatmeal and a small piece of turkey bacon. Oh, wow. So, So... some fiber yeah well i wanted to try to get things moving one and i overthought this whole process were you worried that you may shit yourself on ketamine i was not they told me that it is definitely i need to stay hydrated because it can constipate you okay um but i wanted to eat something you're not supposed to eat a heavy meal like two to four hours beforehand and but i wanted to eat something so i wasn't like starving or like tripping and having my stomach growl and just also the nausea um, I was concerned about, I had to eat an anti-nausea medication. Uh, anyway, so morning I get up, I'm trying to keep my head straight, trying to be calm. Um, and then Marcina and I are, she's giving me a ride to this place. Did you do any Reiki? No Reiki, but this is, it is going to come up. Okay. Uh, so no Reiki. I show up to the place and I don't know what I was expecting when I, for some reason, when I showed up, I was going to be like, oh, it's going to be like a geodesic dome. There's going to be a bunch of people with dreadlocks going, are you ready for your treatment? 
And yeah. I'm like, I'm ready for my treatment. And they're like, welcome. And then they're just like mists of, I don't know. I thought it's it was a corporate a, office building. Right? It is a corporate <laughs> office building. Uh, it was not burning man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've bought drugs in a store before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in there. Um, they're like, how you doing? And I'm like, honestly, I'm quite nervous. Um, you know, I don't, you know, not only have I not done the substance, but I haven't had a substance like this injected into my muscle. Um, and so they finally get me to the room uh, that we're sitting. And I was like, is it fine? And they're like, do you want your plus one to come in? I'm like, do you want to come in? So I let Marciana come in with me. She sat down. And once I got in the room, I was a little bit more comfortable. Because you have this like super like exquisite lazy boy. So that's, so that's the, I love it. It's like, so we're going to basically shoot you up on optimal heroin lazy boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Leather bound one button. So your rubbery hands can be like, yeah. Uh, there's a big television that shows natural sounds or natural images. So when I got in there, it was like jellyfish. They also had Aurora Borealis and, uh, there was a Redwoods one. I'm like, let's just go to the woods. Uh, so we put that on. There's also psychedelic things like going on the ceiling, on the panel ceiling, like just lights. And I was like, I want to be honest. When I saw the lights, I was like, this is dumb. Like, I feel like, I kind of feel like I'm in someone's bedroom. And Yeah, no, you know, I mean, your first experience with ketamine sounds very similar to my first yeah, experience yeah. with ketamine. It, the lights made me feel like I was in someone's so you were bedroom. So you were at a rave with a lazy boy. Right, right. Yeah, lazy boy rave. It was poorly attended. Yeah. But the cool part about it, once we got in, whatever they had done with the lights, uh, they had blacked out the windows, but they put blinds up. And then there was a, a soft light on. And it reminded me of like a like a New York studio apartment that I was in. It was very comfortable. Yeah. And so I liked that. And then they come in and take my vitals. And then uh, they're like, another woman's going to come in and they'll give you a shot. You'll get uh, I my total was 60 for this one uh, that they give me 30 in one arm and then 30 in the other arm, like 10, 15 minutes later. And at this point, I was like, well, what if I'm like, it's so intense that I don't want the other one. And she goes. All you got to do is just give me a thumbs down. We're not expecting that you're going to be making words. Words can be hard with ketamine. And I was like, okay, thumbs down means I'm good. Let's pump the brakes. So they're like, any questions? I was like, well, I'm nervous. So, and she's like, that's normal the first time. Most people, once it gets in them, they calm down. I was like, cool. Yeah. So once we shoot you full of fucking horse <laughs> tranquilizer, <laughs> you start believe going, oh. it or not, you're pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've got my playlist, so I've got my headphones and my my blanket, like all What's this your stuff. First song, oh dude, I can't you want to hear going wah 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 wah. I can't even tell you it was. I went with East Forest and Ramdas, but I went the instrumental, no words. So it just took me into this weird. It was super cool, but anyway, I asked her. I'm like, how long should I be, like, after the first shot before I put my phone on play? So I don't, I'm not just in silence. And she goes, I'm going to be honest. You got about four minutes. And I, I was like, that seems okay. Like I, I, I'm sure I can handle this. So she goes to leave. She gives me the shot then she leaves. I go ahead and get everything put on. I tell Marciana, I look at her because sometimes Marciana and I have this joke where we'll eat our vitamins. And right before we throw them in our mouth, we go, see you later. <laughs> like just to, so I looked at her and I was like, later, dude. And, uh, 
Then I leaned my chair back and I started watching the um, the woods and then the lights. What the fuck is she doing? She's just watching. She's <laughs> just there for support. She is the like unfor- I, like there was a moment where I was worried about. Did it. she get on her phone? Oh, I don't know. I did like in I like a minute. The idea of her being like, "I'm there for support," let's and then up. as soon as you're like in a K hole, she's like, "All right, let's check my yeah." She's just like. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, my husband's in a K hole. <laughs> so, oh, also, this was the most important thing uh, because I was honestly dealing with these control issues. The doctor, I didn't tell her what I was working on, but I was like, I don't know what to expect, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Well, the most important thing I can tell you is to remember that you're the passenger, not the driver. And I was like, What does that mean? And she goes, It means that you're not in control. And if you remember that through this entire experience, you're going to have a good time. Uh, ketamine is a gentle psychedelic, but if you try to go, no, I want to go left and it's trying to take you right. That's when you're going to have anxiety and frustration. And ketamine at that point is just going, I know what I'm doing. You don't. (laughs) So, uh, it goes in, I put the headphones on. I remember laying back and it was probably three minutes. I vaguely remember making this sound. Oh, and that, then all of a sudden I started to go numb and when I started to go numb, I got very, I got anxious because the come up was quicker than I expected. Well, you haven't had a real serious drug experience in a long time. No, no. Like you've just microdosed when you've eaten mushrooms or whatever the right, last few right. years. Like, yeah, and that was also. You haven't like, really like blasted off on anything in what, uh, seven well, years? Well, since last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like I am. Uh, now, like, yeah, it's probably three to four minutes and I'm losing time. I also start to lose barriers that are walls. Like, so everything is kind of becoming wobbly. And I leaned back and the lights that they had on that were pissing me off at the beginning now became my best friends. Like those things started to swirl in these vortex. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then it, it took my brain a second to go, oh, we're in it already. There's no reason to be anxious. We're in it. And then... I started to get nervous because I was like, is this too much? Like, did I do too much? I have another one coming. And then I was like, I can't be thinking about this. And so I let go. And then the woman came in and she put the the blood pressure cuff on. And Marciana said that when the blood pressure started to squeeze down, I did this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remember grabbing my arm and thinking, Maybe I'll just give her the thumbs down and ease into this. And then as she grabbed it, I was like, I don't even feel that. Do I have bones? My arms just <laughs> rubber. And then when that squeezed, it felt like it felt like your dad or somebody just going, what are you doing? And I was like, uh. so I thought I was being disciplined. Then the other shot went in. And I don't know how long after that, but then I was gone. And that's when Marciana talks about how fun it got. Because I remember, and I don't know where these thoughts came from. So none of it was thought out. I was like, I'm letting it go. And I did not know I was talking. I thought I was thinking. But I remember trying to say pillow because that was in my head. And I, Marciana said that she heard me go, pillow, pillow, my, my hands are pillows. My hands are pillows. Pillows, my hands are pillows, and then I just started laughing, and I've got my headphones on, so I don't hear this. And uh, then after that, she said that I became an Asian man. Whoa! 
that was where she was like, I, then you became an Asian man. And I corrected her. I was like, I very distinctly remember having the feeling of being an Asian woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted, she says, that makes sense. It was kind of high pitched, but I was just, I was in a weird city that I don't recognize of lights. And I would say the feeling was either like Tokyo or New York filled with people, but I couldn't see people just the, like the feeling of that's a person I'm passing. That's a person. And I remember being grateful for all these things. And in my head, I was just going, Oh, thank you. Thank you. You can't, thank you. you can't do the voice. I know I can't, but that's what happened. That's why I was like, if I was controlling it, I'd be canceled. <laughs> but I was just going, Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I was also grateful for all the tripping and then, then what happened was this. These are the two things that got real weird right before I went back in my body. Marciana was like, oh, he's probably having a comedy show in his head and he's thanking the audience. And I was just going, oh, thank you, thank you. And then I, for some reason, I don't know where this came from. She goes, you went, oh, you're, you're so good at business. You're a good businessman. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. And within three minutes after that, she just heard me go, Oh, you wiggle? I wiggle. <laughs> no, you. I know how to wiggle. And then there was a beat, and I just did this. Just shook. And then it was probably a few minutes after that, I started to recognize my body again. Wow. <laughs> so, pello hands, thank you, businessmen, and wiggling. So, And uh, I laughed a lot. I cried while I was laughing. Like, I think if I had to put down what I learned about that experience was... I have imagined so many fears in my life. And if I can stop trying to control everything, it will be okay. Like trying to let some of these things that are unnecessary to control. It's like, and I had that experience before I had the Nalgene thing. So as part of that was like, it's okay. Like I can deal with this. And then the Nalgene showed back up and I was super grateful, but, um, well, yeah. yeah. And the doctor said afterwards, because I guess they watched the video, and I asked Marciana, I was like, was I loud? And she goes, I was concerned. You were laughing and yelling that your hands were pillows. And I was like, eh, I'm, I'm sure a new person going so, in is like, I hope so I get it's that just, one. They just leave you in there <laughs> with your wife, and there's no one else in there with you They're, to be like, this is normal or whatever. They're just no, like, no. They're so, just like, we're going to leave you with yeah. Mr. Pillow Hands. Lady. <laughs> I do remember. Like, is there a, is there a like fucking, he's losing his mind and fucking, you know, oh. or like, is there like a panic button there's for a, her? Yes. To be like, there's two panic buttons. There's one that I could hit if I needed somebody. Uh, and then there's a camera that's watching you in case things get real rowdy, they can come in and they, they're just, God damn it. I want to just watch people take mass amounts right. of ketamine for my job all day. <laughs> that they're sounds like so going, much fun, man. It's kind of boring. Let's check room two Oh three. Oh shit. This guy's got pillow hands. <laughs> First timer. I do remember going, uh, when they were like, it's kind of hard to fiddle with your phone after you're in it. So just pick your playlist and go. And I'm like, yeah. Who the fuck's doing anything with their phone when their hands are pillows? So I, the last time, well, not the last time, but one of the last times I did ketamine. Yeah. The one thing I do like about fish is the drugs that come with the <laughs> festival. But yeah, so this fish guy, he gives me and my buddy Joe like big old, you know, we do, we do a fair amount of ketamine. Was it, how are you and Jess in it? Snorting it. Okay. So you're doing bumps. Yeah, did a few, like a few big, like normally you do just like one key bump or whatever, but I yeah. did a few. I blasted off on this couch and it was so weird because right after we blast off, all these people come over to the house. <laughs> hey, once you're in the hole, we're opening your birthday party up. 
Yeah, so it's, and I don't know any of these people, so I have to meet these people. Oh no! And I'm fucking Kate out of my mind, and they're like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah, <laughs> my hands are pillows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I like managed to stand up, and I'm like leaning against the the railing, and wow. then Joe's on the couch, and he's so I've always been able to move better than most on ketamine. Like I used to do it in dance when okay. I was a kid, when I was a teen, and uh, but uh. Joe starts like pointing at himself and then like pointing at the railing. So he's going like this and he's going like this. And I'm like, like he wants to get over there. Yeah, well, like he wants to jump off the deck is what I'm thinking. I'm oh, like, no. oh, I've seen fucking, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. I've seen yeah. those PCP commercials. Yeah. Like, he jumped off the roof. He thought yeah. he could fly. And I'm like, you know, isn't PCP like elephant tranquilizer? Isn't it like the same in my, we should look this up too, but I, uh, yeah, I'm like PCP. That's elephant tranquilizer. He's, you know, he's trying to fly off the roof. <laughs> he's you know, going so full he's like, So he's pointing like this, and he's pointing over the deck, and then he tries to stand up, and I just shove him back down, <laughs> <laughs> grounded. Yeah, and then he tries to stand up again, and I just shove him back down, and then he tries to stand up again, and I shove him down, and I can tell he's like really pissed. He's he has a huge loogie in his mouth that he's trying to spit over the oh, side of the wow. railing, and I just keep him like no. <laughs> You're, and, you think you're saving a life, and he's like, I don't want to swallow this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The last time I did ketamine, though, I got super paranoid, which had never really happened to me before. It was in San Francisco, and it was after a show on Hate Street, this bar that I used to hang out in back when I was fucking homeless there or whatever. And uh, we meet some fucking guy who's a chef and he like gives us some mushrooms and then we go with all these like weirdos back to his house to party and there's like some like cool like you know free love like hippie kind of chick that's like what kind of drugs do you want you know and they're all doing cocaine she's like i also have ketamine and i'm like i want ketamine yeah <laughs> which is not if if it's a cocaine party you should do cocaine uh, ketamine yeah. <laughs> at the cocaine party, not the right drug. You're the, you're the only one looped out while everyone's talking too fast. Yes. Yeah, well, so anyways, we just do this fucking ketamine and our fucking, and, and she, she goes, you know, this happens to me a lot with ketamine. People will give me a bag and they'll be like, go nuts. And I'll, I mean, I'll you just go for it. I did like four, four or five bumps. Oh God. And, you're like the vacuum cleaner guy in a uh, heavy metal. Yeah. Well, I mean, if someone says go nuts, I mean, I feel like they, they want me to go nuts. They want, so. you to, they want to see how far the Zaki can go. So I did a bunch of that K, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, there's no one here. Wait, what? There was a party. You yeah. K'd out, and then they were gone. Yeah, and I'm on the couch like, I'm so high, I'm so high. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, there's no one here. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, I think this guy is going to kill us. <laughs> Oh, that's it. You don't want that leaking. And in like, there. I'm like, oh man, I'm looking around and then I like see, and I'm like, I see that he's just like standing kind of back in the stairs. Like, cause he's probably like, these guys are caved out on my couch. What the fuck is wrong with them? Are they going to leave or what? <laughs> what you know, but to me, I'm like, he's planning a murder. And everybody's <laughs> gone. And fucking, yeah. So I, I, I love didn't say it. I, I was, I've done enough drugs where I was like, you probably shouldn't start saying this out loud. Yeah. But I was definitely like, I don't know if I like the, I yeah. The next time I do ketamine, I'd rather do it with a panic button and yeah, uh, you know that sounds nice. It actually, I'll be honest, that of like I've had a lot of tough experiences when I was doing psychedelics when I was younger. I had some great experiences, but I had some tough ones, 
And that was the sweetest, like where it's like I went in and I was like, I'm not doing anything illegal. So that's gone. Yeah. And I'm doing this for the reason of like bettering my mental health, my mental and emotional health. So I don't have to worry about like my, the fact that I've been without alcohol for like what, since 2014, there were all these things that normally float to the surface. And there was a moment where when I was in it, I was like, you know what? You've earned this. Just go with it. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I got high in Colorado after I moved here from South Dakota. I was like, whoa, the total fear of the police is gone because right. it's decriminalized or, you know, it wasn't even legal yet or whatever, but well, or I, wreck. But yeah, no, there's definitely something to be said about that. I mean, I ketamine is my favorite drug. It's like, I really, really like it. And as a kid, I did a shitload of it. Yeah. We had a friend that had found like all these fuck because it's South Dakota and there's all yeah. these farms and he would go fucking raid these farms and these fucking things and steal vials. And sometimes, you know, it'd be ketamine for cats. Sometimes like one time I remember he broke into this place like that was kind of by a weird zoo and got like gorilla <laughs> academy. Hey man, and you want to get some of this gorilla? I know you've been messing with that. Well, I'm like kitty dog, cat. But there's like different potencies, I think. And I don't know, maybe he's just making the shit up. Yeah. But he would get vials of it, and I would buy vials. And then like my favorite thing to do is so you could slow cook it under a light bulb. But I'm not a patient man. What I would do <laughs> is you would boil a pot and you was it, it was put still a, a powder form. No, it was a liquid. Okay. So it we could have injected it, but we wanted to cook it down and snort it. So, yeah. I mean, the K that you do on the street, unless it's made by a chemist, if it's actually stolen ketamine, it's a liquid. And then there's a boiling pot of water and you, you get it to a boil and then turn it down to a simmer. And then you put a uh, ceramic plate on top. So it forms like a seal on top of the pot. And then you dump the liquid onto the plate and it's crazy. It happens pretty quick. Like the liquid just evaporates and then you're left with this fucking, with the, with this, these crusties <laughs> and then you scrape up the crusties and that's your K that you can snort. Oh. So my favorite thing to do is cook that shit, fucking scrape it up. I call it hot rails. of K. Yeah. And, and like, I love to do it when it was still warm, you know, like yeah. fresh, like cookies fresh out of the <laughs> oven, you know? <laughs> Grandma's soft batch. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was my shit, man. And I, yeah, I still remember, uh, God, I had a, like, one night I just, like, cooked a ton of K at my friend's house and we just did K and watched and had the Simpsons on all night. But, you oh, know, there'd wow. be times you'd be like, go, you know, you check out for a while and you come back and you're like, yeah, Bart's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, I will say this with your knowledge, we could open our own clinic just called uh, <laughs> Ketamine on the Couch. I do like that. <laughs> I mean, literally, it doesn't sound that different. The first time I ever did it, though, was at a rave. And yeah, they're like, you're going to want to sit down. And like, I was on a ton of ecstasy, too. And then I did that and was like, fuck, no, I don't want to. Yeah, sit I got to move. And yeah. Then, and they God. did say music is is like a major transporter. Like it can it can really make the make the difference. I got to set up playlists when I go in. Oh, yeah. Well, I uh, well, and then I had a crazy experience at the Sun Festival in Denver in 2001, which was this big rave kind of in a field outside of Colorado Springs. Like when we drove up to the rave, it was literally like they had just set up fences in like on a two mile square and there was like 20 fucking stages. It was crazy. And was it this was a multi-day. Uh, yeah. And it, it was a rave that would go all through the night until 
oh, all through the night and through the next day. Wow. It's, it's so interesting to hear of like an outdoor rave. I mean, I kind of understand it now as a music festival, but coming up in the 90s, I always thought of raves in like abandoned warehouses. And they were, you got the notification like that morning. Yeah. I mean, this was kind of when they'd figured out how to make more money and have bigger, you know, I think there was thousand, I mean, 10,000 people at this yeah. fucking thing. <clears throat> so I ended up going to that thing with this, some like 26 year old guy in the air force. <laughs> I was 17. <laughs> oh, you like to fly. Huh? I got something for you. Well, yeah, he was like, he liked to, wanted to go to the rave and I wanted to go. And some friend that knew him knew I wanted to go. And they were like, so I go with this guy I'd never met. And we just, this air force guy and we just fucking drive, drive <laughs> down there. I think it that guy like ended up weirdest... thrown out of the air force for doing drugs too. It but... seems like the weirdest person to go, but probably the person who needed it the most. Yeah, you know, I think what happened was they were like, drop those bombs. And he's like, I'm rolling so hard, I'm not going to kill anybody. <laughs> drop that bass. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes back with his shirt and he goes, I don't know if I'm good for this. I'm going to drop bass, not bombs. But man, I that festival was crazy. There was so much drugs at that festival that literally the second you they scanned your ticket and you walked through the gate, like... 12 drug dealers would come up to you and they'd be like, what do you want? Fuck his pills. Mine are better. I've got K fucking. You know? Oh, wow. Like it was crazy. So I literally just like walked in the door and I didn't even have to find any drugs. I just bought all the drugs I was going to wow. need for the two days. You and I immediately end up in a drug auction. Yeah. So I, I bought like a bunch of 20 bags of K and a bunch of pills. And then it was later rumored that the pills at this party also had masculine in them. Oh, wow. And, uh, I believe it because so I took like two of these pills and I'm sitting down and they're starting to hit me. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to do a few bumps of K. <laughs> I love your mindset. Like it's the mindset of an addict, but somehow like you never had the problem. Like it never got uh, got in where you were like, I got to clean up. But it's that mindset of like it's coming on. You know what I need more? Yeah, and don't get me wrong. At the end of the night, I always wish I had more K, but it wasn't like I woke up the next day like, I'm going to go fucking steal from the horse doctor, you yeah. know? I'm like, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, I, I do a few bumps of K, and uh, right at that moment, like that's kind of hitting me hard. All of a sudden, my friend comes up to me, and my arm is just like, he just like rubs my arm, and my arm is just like soaking wet. And I'm like, what the fuck? What did you just do to me, dude? Whoa. And he's like, Dude, I'm so sorry. He's like, I just got puddled with a ton of acid. Oh, no. And I didn't want to waste it. So he rubbed it and all like, over you? And I was looking around with all this acid in my hand. Like, who do I know that likes acid? And he's like, you love acid. Yeah, but I'm so, on two mescaline pills and just did a bunch of K. Yeah, so I'm like, dude, I'm on a lot of shit already, but like. Thanks. Raymond, <laughs> you know, like whatever, you know, like fuck it, you know. Party. So man, shit got wild, dude. Like wow. I started hallucinating like that. So, you know, you talk about like kind of the hallucinations you expect to have when you eat acid or mushrooms the first yeah. time. And it's never like what you, you think it's going to be way more than it really is. You right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like before that you're like, I go into a cartoon and everything's colors and crazy yeah. and, and it's not really like that. I or mean, you start I to say, see like geometric <clears throat> forms and things like that. Yeah. Which you can, if you close your eyes and stuff like that, or, or if you eat a ton of acid, I've had some weird experiences by eating way more than you fucking yeah. should. But yeah, if you eat a normal dose, like you're not going to fucking be in a cartoon or whatever, but yeah. So 
fucking i don't know how many fucking hits he rubbed on my arm and then like i'm waiting the k kind of wears off a little bit and then i go and meet these other kids that are smoking opium and i start smoking <laughs> opium and then doing more k and then the acid kicks in and i am fucking fucked man uh. i'm like fucking and it, so basically i see all these people building giant circus tents over this fucking festival right they're building a, a ceiling over this massive outdoor area and they're putting up carnival rides inside of there but the thing that's crazy is is that the ceiling around me is really low like where i could just reach up and grab it and the floor is all stairs whoa all i see everywhere is stairs so i'm trying to go down stairs that aren't there and when i trip because i'm trying to go down you stairs think you're falling that aren't there, down i think stairs. i'm falling but then I reach up to try and grab a tent that's above me that's not there. And I'm just like kind of fucked. So I like I trip over these fucking people. I'm like losing my mind. And then like there's some uh, there's a bunch of like random kids from my hometown there and like other ravers I know. And all of a sudden I just get like grabbed and just pulled down. And my buddy's like, dude, you're too fucked up. There's cops around. He's like, you need to chill out. And I'm like, all right. you know, yeah. Friend. And like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, like Ryan, fuck like I, it took me a while to recognize him. And I'm like, and then like he's like, all right, the cops are gone. Do you do you or yeah, whatever? Get then, wiggly. <laughs> yeah. So then I go up, and the stairs are happening again. I trip over this couple. Like, I, like I'm tripping over people, and I fucking trip over this guy, and I fall, and I look up, and this guy's just sitting there, and he's holding like the cutest fucking puppy I've ever seen in my life, and I'm like tripping so hard, and I'm just like kind of freaking out, and I see this puppy, and I'm like, oh god, yeah puppy <laughs> and i just start petting this fucking i don't ask him or anything i just start petting this dog and he freaks the fuck out he's like what the fuck are you doing man who the fuck are you what the fuck's wrong with you and i'm like sorry man i'm just petting your dog you know and like he can tell in my eyes i think that, that i'm you're fucking like out not seeing what's really there and my vision kind of refocuses a little bit and i realized that i was like petting his girlfriend's head oh my god <laughs> It was. I thought it was going to be a baby for a second. Oh, yeah. No, it's girlfriend's head. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. And then I get up. <clears throat> I start walking some more. And then all of a sudden I turn around and I'm not shitting you. There's like 500 cats just standing there watching me with blood in their mouths. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, I don't trust any. I'm like, that's yeah. definitely not real. What the fuck? At least you were able to go. I, I realize that this is not a real thing. This is a hallucination. I'm on massive amounts of drugs right now. Yeah. So then I see this tent with an E on it, which is like the ecstasy tent. Yeah. And I just walk in there and I'm like, I'm so fucked up. And then these like hot chicks just all start like giving me a massage and shit. And I just like hung out with these girls and then woke up in that tent. I don't really remember <laughs> going to bed or anything. As long as you didn't lean into the blood cats, you were able to get a massage at the E tent. That's yeah, that's the lesson. Oh man! But wow. yeah, so then I get up the next morning. I wake up in the E tent because they're tearing it down, and they're like, "Hey, buddy, you got to get out of the E tent." <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one in there, just asleep on just, the on the floor where the orgy happened the night before. You know, <laughs> just wake up in three inches of cum. What do you think you're doing? I'm holding down the E tent, bro. But uh, yeah, and I walk outside and just. The rave is still going on, but really no one is there at this point. There's just a few people like here and there. And man, a rave in the morning, in the sunlight, you fucking people looked, it was like Scary. a zombie fest. Yeah. And I just remember uh. the one detail I remember is there's so many bottles of water that have been pushed up in front of the stage 
that there was like five foot high walls of water bottles kind of like forming a barrier around the stage. It was fucking crazy. Like empty water bottles? Yeah. Wow. People just drank that much water and thrown it. Well, yeah. Raves, raves are, uh, it's like water and raves go together. Well, yeah, I think, well, when kids started dying on ecstasy and stuff, that was the big thing was they're like overheat. You got to drink water. And then, and then kids started drinking too much water on ecstasy and that became a problem. So it was like, Hey, you got to drink the right amount of water, (laughs) you know, when you're on the, on the ecstasy. But, and then, yeah, I walk out there and literally I'm out there for like two seconds and then air force dude comes up. He's like, where the fuck did you go? I've been looking for you all night. And I'm like, dude, I, (laughs) wild but oh another cool thing that happened that night though too was that uh people because it was just a fence and they had security but there was another like three thousand people that couldn't afford tickets that were just just outside and they just like randomly one would jump over and come running and then security would try and tackle them but they started doing it in groups and then like my big move is i would just grab them and put them down and hand them a joint or whatever you know (laughs) you were here already be like here you want to bump a k i did that but uh but then it was crazy. Uh, they they fucking pushed all the, they pushed an entire wall of the fence down, and everybody came in. So it was like wow, it was yeah. like Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, it was like some Woodstock shit. Wow. But. Yeah, man, that's wild. I had uh, mine was less of a party, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she did tell me, like the one thing the doctor said that I. With me, I was still trying, like sitting up, and I was like, "I know the floor is solid, but every time I stood, it was like felt like I was on wet plywood." Yeah, and uh, and she was like, "Well, you did really well." She goes, "I want to let you know you disassociated very well. Like, so you went in without fighting, and so next time we're gonna go ahead and go up to eighty. Is that okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think that's fine. so." You did sixty. I did sixty, and so. 80 in each arm this next time, right? No, tomorrow's 40 on Because you can't OD, right? I I don't know. I shouldn't have that thought in there. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think... Yeah, uh, I'd say fucking bump it up, baby. From what uh, from what I've understood is the biggest problem people have had is, is one, anxiety, and two, uh, trauma revisiting. Like, that's... Because that's a lot of what it is. And I'm not supposed to dive into that until my fourth. But she yeah. was like, you got something you want to work on? You put that music in the middle. So basically, uh, for anyone who's you done drugs, it with the song, yeah. So when you're peaking, the song that just happened to be playing while your dad was whipping the shit out of you or something, you just go, "Yeah, I want to go back there for a minute." Like <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, we'll see." <sighs> but I've I've also got to talk to my talk therapist and just figure out how I integrate a lot of this stuff. Is your talk therapist hip to it? It was, yeah. It was actually part of the thing that let me kind of accept going because i was like i How told much him is it to do this because i mean i just the drug user and me wants to do it yeah so you do <laughs> <laughs> i'm so like it, what i can get injected with it under supervision i would never inject dr- drugs into myself just because i yeah it's weird well and you're not going into like, the i don't I, like needles but. i like the fact that it's not going into like a vein yeah. like they're shooting it into your arm into the muscle almost like you're getting the vaccine did you have a little stiffness in your arms i tried to relax oh yeah i did she told me like make sure and use them um just so that you're not too so yeah she's like keep those pillow hands of fluffing yeah keep keep fluffing oh the thing was is uh i mentioned the (laughs) the potential for being canceled when i became the asian lady uh but marciana was doing reiki on me the whole time and i was like is that where that energy came from 
Oh, who knows? But I mean, have you ever done past life regression? Well, that's what I'm wondering. No, I have not. Well, we did it. I've done a couple with a, a couple different people, but I haven't gone back far enough. Well, hey, man, I've got a really good astral projection meditation. I'm serious. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. I actually like I I felt like I left my body one time, but I was really drunk and I thought I died. Yeah. So I freaked out and counted back into my body. But if you want to astral project, I, I got the I got the soundtrack. For well, it, yeah, man, I might do that. But yeah, I will say one thing that was, so they tell you to put blind, like a blinder on so you can be in the like dark. Like a horse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be on a horse tranquilizer. You want to act like a horse. Yeah. They're like, you want to put blinders <laughs> yeah. on, have Marciana yeah. bring carrots yeah. and apples. And <laughs> uh, your name now is Clip Clop. Yeah. <laughs> Clip Clop. Seabiscuit, go. But I think the weirdest thing for me when we were talking about the visuals that you get, because yeah. a friend of mine was like, yeah, I've done K, you're not really going to see things. And I was like, no, that was depth. Definitely different. Well, for so me. you're taking a you're taking enough of a dose where you where you leave, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like people people who normally do K, they do bumps. Yeah. Like what I used to do was fucking rails that were hot off the yeah. plate, which which still is probably not even to the level of getting it just straight injected into your arm like it that. was. Like, I mean, because what I've heard, what I always used to hear, is how amazing injecting K was. I just wasn't gonna i'm just not a needle boy well and i don't trust i don't trust i mean where we where you normally get drugs i would not trust someone to just do that yeah like a doctor okay because well, i yeah, feel like because literally he's like hey i took this out of a barn along with these needles yeah. i'll totally inject yeah. this into your arm and you're like no i don't think so <laughs> right you know, literally your pants your yeah. rave pants are four yeah. feet around on each leg at the bottom <laughs> yeah you look like you're wearing a dress on each leg and you carry around uh, LED lights <laughs> on your fingers so that you Spitting. can dance liquid. Yeah, and and boxes and. Uh, Do you got a K guy? Yeah, we just call him Wilbur. God, whatever happened to uh, God? I'm just thinking of the specific raver kid, and I'm like, God, whatever happened to that fucking kid? But I had after the second shot, the I knew I was in the room, and I knew it. So I was, I was aware of what I was in, like where I was. But I watched all the walls and ceilings lose barrier. Like there was, it just left, lost form. I was in a void. Have you done DMT? I have not. It is on a, DMT is a bucket well, list item to do before I die. Oh, we'll do it on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, we'll probably have to pause it. We'll have you blast off and I'll just talk to you. Well, I'm just going. <laughs> yeah, I'll. <laughs> we'll just tweak your nipples or something. I just realized that for most people, they're probably like, oh, they both have Nuggets shirts on. And it's oh, like, shit. No. It's like, nope. Oh, his is a hilarious. hippie band. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. You have a different, I had a guy at work today that was like, hey, man, that's a that's a real vintage shirt. And I was like, oh, you like fish? And he was like, what? No. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a fish lot shirt. That, that's why it says divided sky in the center. Yeah. Well, we got it at Dick's in 2016. We still do need to name this podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to name this thing yet, but I felt like this was fun. This was enjoyable. It's a yeah. good one. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, if you ever wondered about ketamine. Yeah. This is. You got two to, very different perspectives. <laughs> on it. I feel like if we were to name this episode, ketamine on a couch might be uh, pretty catchy. The dog is dead. Ketamine forever yeah. is what this episode would be called. Death uh, to dogs and anxiety. Hold on. I want to. Yeah. And I, I want to read. Say, I want to read you. They sent me a fucking card. 
Get so this, this done. This is the card they sent me. Rainbow Bridge. Just this side of heaven lies the Rainbow Bridge. Are you familiar with the, this shit? I know Rainbow Connection, but oh my God. So, Zachary, we're, this is nice or whatever. Zachary, yeah. we're sorry for your loss of Sweet Daisy. We hope the memories you shared will help during the difficult times with symphony, with sim- sympathy. Uh, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that was, that was that compassionate. Been great. And- but then... This is what the other card of the side. Uh, the other side of the card. Says. So this is not a blank card. No, it says when a beloved pet dies, it goes to the Rainbow Bridge. It makes friends with other animals and frolics over rolling hills and peaceful, lush meadows green. I love that they think that Daisy's going to make friends with other animals. If, yeah, they weren't here to yeah. find out what a bitch she was. Yeah. <laughs> Our pets do not thirst or hunger. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I was worried my dog was over in that fucking lush meadow of green <laughs> frolicking with animals, thirsty and hungry. And then it's like the old and sick are made young once more. And I'm like, oh, thank God. So in this imaginary place, my dog's still not about to die <laughs> like what the fuck and then the, the maimed and ill become healed and strong it's like okay so there's not a bunch of we- just wheelchair dogs rolling around hello what's uh, your name i'm a maimed dog they are as healthy and playful as we remember them in days gone by though happy and content they still miss someone very special Someone they had to leave behind. I'm like, what the fuck? So you're telling me my dog is in this imaginary place. She's happy. She's young. She's frolicking and she's playing. But she can't truly be happy because I'm not fucking there. And you'll never be there because that's dog heaven. Oh, well, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Together, the animals chase and play. But the day comes when a pet will suddenly stop and look into the distance. Bright eyes. Intent. Eager body quivering. (laughs) Suddenly recognizing you, your pet bounds quickly across the green fields and into your embrace. You celebrate in joyous reunion because you're fucking dead now, too. (laughs) The whole whole time I was like, I I always think of like heaven as clouds. And then you're talking about these green pastures. And I couldn't help but go, do I have to mow the lawn in heaven? (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I'm just thinking about this, and I'm like, yeah, because I only had one fucking dog. So do I have to go to all these different pastures and have all my different dogs fucking run up to me for my life? Are they all there? Are is Shrek gonna be fucking jealous of Daisy still? And when they come running up to greet me, like, what the fuck? So every person who dies becomes a herder of dogs. You have to get yeah. your pack. You celebrate in joyous reunion. You will never again separate. So you will be with them for fucking ever. Happy tears and kisses are warm and plenty. Your hands caress the face you missed. You look once more into the loving eyes of your pet and know you never really parted. You realize that though out of sight, your love had been remembered. And now you cross the rainbow bridge together. What the fuck? I mean, it's, I will say like for, that's a stock card. That's a stock card that someone pulled and they're like, Rainbow Bridge. It says handwritten original poem by the staff (laughs) at Blue Pearl. No, it says author unknown because whoever wrote that was like, I'm not putting my fucking name. How the fuck is the author unknown for this poem? Like that means that whoever wrote it was ashamed of it. And their aunt was like, Hey, that poem you wrote about the dogs in heaven and me dying. Maybe I should, do you care if I put that on some gift 
on some cards for when dogs die. And meanwhile, Randy's sitting there going, Grant, are you talking about that poem I wrote on ketamine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rainbow Bridge is what the fucking ketamine center should be yeah. called. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well. Shit. Intense. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. I'm Zach Moss. I'm AJ Finney. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. On this, it, this has been a podcast. <laughs>